Let the church say amen. amen. Good morning to you. Ah, oh, isn't it a great day? Everybody looking so fresh and happy. Got that extra hour of sleep and you just don't know how to act, do you, this morning? I'll tell you what, if there was any excuses this morning, everybody should have been early. Nobody should have been running late today. Got an extra hour. I don't know what else you want. But it's good to be in the house of God this morning. Before I get into my lesson, a couple of things. Uh, I do want to welcome all of those who are visiting with us this morning. Amen. And Denisha, good to see you again. Amen. And uh, want to say happy anniversary. Right. Look, at, look at the two lovebirds over there. <laughs> Been married how many years? So look, so good. They choked up. They can't say. That's all right. We don't want to know. Just keep on enjoying it. Just a couple. <laughs> so good. Who bothers to count? That's what I always say. People ask me, how long you been married? I say, so good, I just don't count anymore. <laughs> but happy anniversary, Reggie and Cheryl. And uh, hope you en- don't just enjoy this day, just enjoy every day. Life is short, man. Life is short. All the way from New Orleans. Got Ken and Rachel. How y'all doing this morning? Boy, it's good to see you all, and thank you all so much for embracing us with your presence this morning. We met Rachel on Zoom, on the radio program. Man, you would, you would think we've been knowing each other forever. But, you know, hey, that's technology. And when you have the same mind, same judgment, when you in Christ, you know, it can be like that. It can be like that. So we're happy to have you. And just know, anytime you're up this way, you know what? You got a home here on the Grove. Because guess what? Ain't no place like the Grove. Ain't no place like the Grove. And uh, man, we're just happy to meet you in person. And uh, we hope and pray that all goes well whenever you return in your travels to New Orleans. Tasha? How you doing? (laughs) I'm I'm going to sort y'all out one of these days. One of these days. But good to see you and uh, your guests, and Amen. it's just good to have everybody Amen. who's here with us this morning, Amen. and uh, we just want you to know, we don't take it for granted, because you could have chosen stay in bed, gone somewhere else, yeah. you know, but you chose to come here and be with us, Amen. and you know what, we appreciate that, Amen. we really do, because most importantly, we want you to know we care about your soul we care about your soul so with all of that you know what it's time to get down to business is that all right it's time to get down to business is the christian family becoming extinct you know i i I sit this week thinking 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 you know putting this lesson together that lesson i said man our families need some help I, I truly believe Satan has declared war on our marriages. Amen. He has declared war on our families. Amen. And, you know, I said, I know this is an old lesson. Some of you are probably going to remember it. But nevertheless, it's still the truth. I, I don't care how old it gets. It's still the truth simply because it's from the word of God. Amen. You know, in our scripture text, it says what? All scripture is given by inspiration of what? God. 
of God and is what? Profitable for doctrine, right? Now you stop right there and think about it. It's profitable for doctrine, for teaching, for teaching. So in other words, that's something we can learn from the word of God. Amen. There's something God would have us to learn from his word. For the main purpose is one day we're going to close our eyes in death. One day. Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed unto each and every one of us to die. And after death, the judgment. But guess what's going to be at the judgment? These same words. John 12.48 said these same words are going to be at the judgment. So when you take 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, you said, you know what? It's profitable for doctrine. Yeah. What you're being taught as doctrine, as the truth, uh-huh. is going to show up at the judgment. Man. Now, if you abide it in the truth, yeah. you know what? You don't have anything to be worried about. Man. But if you did not abide in the truth, yeah. it's going to be hell to pay. Man. Literally, Man. it's going to be hell to pay. So that's why we take the position, man, just teach the Bible. We we don't we don't need creed books. We don't need conventions and we don't need uh, any hierarchy or anything like that. Man, we have the word of truth. God's word simply states, you know what? It's profitable for doctrine. Well, if, if it's good enough for teaching, what else do we need? But not only is it good enough for teaching, guess what? It said for reproof, for correction. Man, you can look in God's word and you can see where you're wrong. And not only can you see where you're wrong, you know you're wrong. Because if you don't align up with the word of God, you're wrong. Whether it be the way you worship, whether it be the way you treat your husband, whether it be the way you treat your wife. You know what? You can look into it and it will tell you what path you are on. Don't say amen for the truth. It says for instruction and righteousness. Let me say that again. For instruction and righteousness. How to live. How to live holy and righteous that you may present your bodies a living sacrifice. Romans 12 and 1. When Paul said, I beg you, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. We don't go scoop up no dead animals off the street and offer them to God. God said he want us. He want us to present our bodies a living sacrifice. But notice what it said, that we are to present our bodies, not our mouth. See, the problem with many people, they want to present their mouth as a living sacrifice. Uh, Man, anybody can tell a lie. A lie don't care who tell it. But it says that you may present your bodies. They live. So in other words, God wants all of me. And he wants control of all of me so that I don't abuse myself. I don't defile myself. I don't involve myself in acts that I shouldn't. Come on, don't look at me strange. 
Many people want to give lip service. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. We talk all that stuff and go and raise hell and curse in the next minute. But no, God wants my whole body that I may present it unto him a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Well, how do you do it, preacher? You're always telling folks what they need to do. How do you do it? Read Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? It begins with the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. God don't have to prove anything to us. He has proven enough. Now it's incumbent upon me to prove unto God my dedication, my devotion, my faithfulness. It's incumbent upon me. But it begins with the renewing of the mind. Amen, church. Amen. You said, brother, what, what, what does all of that have to do with the Christian family become an extent? Because the Christian family has lost its way. Amen. The Christian family has lost its way. You know, you got, you got folks calling themselves Christians who ain't Christians. Let me tell you, by design of God, by design of God, God's organizational structure for the family. Christian husband, Christian wife. Now, I could park right there. I could park right there, and boy, we could just stay right there for the rest of this sermon. But, but there's some other things I want to touch on. But Christian husband, Christian wife. They have children. If they have children, but know that the children come after marriage. Now, let me say this. Let me say this. And I and I know in our society, you know what? A lot of folks had children out of marriage. But that doesn't mean God can't forgive you. It doesn't mean God can't forgive you. God can forgive and he will forgive if you go about approaching him and asking him in the right way and doing what he commands you to do to be forgiven. So don't feel that the church of Christ takes a position. Well, I have children out of marriage. I'm just going to hell. No, no, no. You could be forgiven. And just because you're married don't mean you're going to heaven. Got a lot of married folks today that feel like they're living in hell. Mm. So the children come after marriage, right? Because children are a gift from God to produce what? Christians. Christians. But in marriage, it's not all a cakewalk. Mm. It's not all a cakewalk. You're going to have some marriage complications. When you deviate from the word of God, you're going to run into some marital complications. Uh, Unfaithful. Parents, parents unfaithful to God, you know what you're going to end up producing? Unfaithful children. And unfaithful children are going to contribute to a weak church. And then they're going to contaminate and poison other kids. And then they're going to weaken the church. Just like the unfaithful parents weaken the congregation. 
Hmm. You may say to yourself, well, I, I, I don't have anything to do with that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because people know you're a member of the church and you're not faithful. You know what? You have influence over somebody, whether it be positive or negative. Failure to raise children God's way. Oh, we become so educated now. We become so educated God's way isn't good enough. I don't want to discipline my child. I don't want to do that to my child. You know, my parents raised me that way. And I always ask people, so do you feel you retarded or you, you turn out bad or what? Well, no. So what's wrong with the way your parents raised you? Because they discipline you? Because they, 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 they put a belt to your behind when you needed it? Well, I don't want to whip my children. And that's why your children whipping you. Amen. Don't, don't look at me funny. Why, why, do we have, why do we have these children running around crazy in Atlanta? Robbing and killing 13, 14 year old. Why, why do they have to seal off the restrooms at the schools and, and, and treat high school kids like, like inmates? That you can only use a certain restroom because they're acting like animals out there. Yeah. Having sex in the restrooms yeah. and everywhere else, sneaking off and doing that. Yeah. Why? This didn't begin at school. Yeah. It's from a lack of home training. Yeah. That's right. But I, I don't want to discipline my child. I just want to talk to them. Keep talking. That's right. Keep talking, and then you're going to be visiting them with the glass between you and them at the state penitentiary. Still talking. (laughs) Putting children before spouse. Ooh. Ooh. Make sure I'm ready for this one. <laughs> Children are supposed to be a blessing unto the marriage. Amen. That's right. The child shouldn't replace That's right. the spouse. That's right. Do I need to say that again? Yeah. Children are supposed to be a blessing to the marriage. You, you don't supposed to shut one another out Amen. because of that child. Amen. And that child should never take a higher precedence in your marriage other than your spouse. Amen. That doesn't mean you don't love that child. But who did you stand there and marry? Amen. You married your spouse. What were some of those vows you made? To have and to hold for richer, poor, sickness, and in hell. Yeah. Right? right. Or were you lying? Well, we got we got trouble. We got trouble in our marriages today. Because you you got some of the spouses. (laughs) 
<laughs> they, they, they worship the child more than their spouse. In particular, a lot of moms, they, 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 they just shit the husband out. Treat the husband like crap. C-R-A-M-P. Well, I have to take care of them. I have to take care of them. No, 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 no. Your number one responsibility is to your spouse. It's to God first. But if you're going to honor God, you need to honor your spouse. Oh, I ain't got time to... Outside interference, in-laws and outlaws. Some are blessed to have in-laws, godly in-laws, spiritual-minded in-laws. But some of us got outlaws. Some of us, we, we, we need to move away as far as we can to the corner of the earth from them. Need to move somewhere where there's no internet connection. Yeah. Nothing. And the less communication you have, the better. Yeah. But those are just a few things, you know, some marriages run into. Y'all still with me? Yes, sir. Unfaithful parents. Substituting worldly principles for godly instruction. We'll, 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 we'll turn to anything and everybody for guidance and direction. We even turn to Hollywood. We turn to, we turn to R&B music. We turn to the blues and everything else, but we won't turn to God's word. Well, it tells us right here, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for teaching. Why would I turn somewhere else? Why would a Christian turn to somebody outside of the church for godly advice? Somebody help me out on that. Some of us love to run to people outside of the church for advice. What can somebody outside of the church tell you about God whom they haven't obeyed? Huh? Huh? Always looking to substitute something. We have the word of God. Amen. It's going to be at the judgment, folks. And, and it's as simple as this. The word will be there. Your life is going to be there. If your life don't line up, you don't go to heaven. Amen. See, how, see how simple that is. But it's just as simple to make it to heaven. The word going to be there. You're going to be there. You did it. Let Oprah tell you you, whatever you believe that mess you want to. Husband and wives faking it and pretending to be making it. Mm. Husband forsaking God's instructions to love. I'm, I'm I'm, I'm going both ways. I'm rushing through this, but I'd be happy to send this to you. Ephesians 5, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. 
Boy, that's a powerful statement right there. And, 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 and let me tell you something. Boy, you got to grow. You got to grow into that. You got to grow into that. Because that, that, that spouse can do things to tick you off and rub you the wrong way and everything. That don't change Ephesians 5, 25. It don't change that. You don't, you don't find in the scriptures where it says, wives love your husband. You don't. You don't find in there. Guess what? It said for the husband to compare his love and parallel his love as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Bruh. Bruh. Y'all hear me this morning? Bruh. Y'all be willing to die for that woman. And I know some of you sitting there saying, because for years I said, what does it say? What does it say? And, and, and the sad thing is, Satan has gotten some men, and you know what? They'll say, I'll just go to hell. And you know what? You will. You will. Because God means what he says. Because God has not forced anybody to marry. It's free will. And you can't turn around and blame God for what you decided and did wrong. Mm-hmm. Verse 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. You know, you ask any man, you love yourself? Yeah. Well, you better love your wife. I don't know how to love her. How do you love you? It's not a hard question. How do you love you? Well, I take care of myself. I'll take care of her. Amen. Do you curse at you? <laughs> do you beat on you? <laughs> do you defame you? Do you criticize you? Well, why are you, why are you doing it to her? Amen. It's not difficult. Twenty-nine, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. Yeah. Man, every every example you find about the Lord and the church, what did he do? He he cared about it. That's right. He cared about, it. even laid down his life for it. And you know what? That's what marriage is about, folks. Amen. Well, I wish I had known that we're too late. You're in it. You're in it. And if you want to go to heaven, 
You better, you better make some adjustments. Yes, sir. Folks want to whole hop over here and whole hop over here and jump here, jump like a rabbit running around jumping in every hole. Yeah. That ain't how God designed it. Amen. Don't y'all get quiet on me. People of God are supposed to love the truth. The wife's soul should be of the greatest importance to her husband. I should have a desire and a concern about my wife going to heaven. That doesn't mean I, I, I can't make her do anything. But I tell you what I can do. I could do what God told me to do as a holy and godly righteous man. I could be an example. I can encourage. I can I could be the example before her. Now, whether she still want to do right or wrong, what? That's her free will. But God gave me some rules. I don't care how she act. I need to do what I supposed to do. And too many men have bailed out. They've yeah. given up. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I, I'm not making no excuse for any man. Amen. But let me tell you something. These men today ain't made of what the old men of old yesterday made of. They ain't going to put up with all this nagging. And whining and everything. That's why you look around in the church of Christ today. Not just at local girl everywhere. It's full of women. Why? Because so many women nagging. Unsatisfied. Can't please them. Go directly against what the scripture teaches over there in Peter. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Peter said you're supposed to have a quiet spirit. Amen. Godly spirit, not a nagging. Amen. See, men the day you get them, and you keep nagging. They said, I just, "I'm just gonna go to hell." You go to church without me. You do you, and I'm gonna do me. Yeah. Yeah. Look around. Look around. How come they ain't here today? How come they're not here today? And then you want to come here and, and, and talk about, well, oh, he just, he just, uh, what did you contribute to that? Right. Well. I'm not saying he's right. Because no man should, should sacrifice putting his soul in jeopardy of going to hell. I don't care how, how much you nag. Yeah. Man, they make Bose headphones that can tune all that out. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Wives, lack of respect for God, disrespecting the husband, irrational demands. Oh, if I had time, if I had time. Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, 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 submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Own husbands. Yes, sir. Own husbands as unto the Lord. Own husbands. Let, let me just throw this out right quick. 
Brother Jackson, you talked about this a while back in one of your lessons. And, and, and let me tell you something. Man, you should never do anything for another man that you won't do for your husband. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Well, I'm going to do this for pastor. I'm going to do this for so-and-so. You cook a nice cake or do this for him, this and that. And then your husband just looking like... That's right. That's right. Say that. Yeah, then, then I just asked you to make me a bologna sandwich. <laughs> and look, look. <laughs> Act like you're having a seizure. You don't, you don't do anything for any man outside of your home That's right. that you won't do for your husband. Amen. And let me go a step further. Depending on who your husband is, you better not be doing anything for another man out there. Because some men just don't play that. So, but he ain't said nothing. You married and you all know. That's right. But no. You're disrespecting him. Amen. Because you're seeking something outside. It's a wife submit yourselves unto your own husbands. As unto the Lord. Would you disrespect the Lord like that? See, it, it, it's not difficult. It's not difficult to figure out. Well, I just don't know what to do for him anymore. I just don't know. What do you do for the Lord? Huh? That's right. What do you do for the Lord? Well, that's what you do for your husband. I just don't know. You know what it is? You got a demon in you. You got an itch. You got an itch. Because somebody, somebody saying something to you on the outside that's tickling your flesh and got you distracted. And your flesh is trying to rise up to, to, to lead you to do something stupid. For the husband is the head of the wife. Is that still true? For the husband is the head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Is that still true? But I make more money than you. I make more money than you. And you ain't going to tell me what to do. Well, you ain't your money going to burn in hell. Amen. Amen. Because I don't care how much money you make. It doesn't change that. Amen. If he broke, your head just broke. Heaven fix it. Amen. You married him. 
Well, I just don't feel. It ain't about what you feel. It's about the Word. What's going to be at the judgment? The Word is going to be at the judgment. Is verse 23 going to be at the judgment? For the husband is the head. Yes, it is. Did you honor? Did you respect your husband as unto me? If God asked that question, you say, well, no, automatic, go to hell. You know, it ain't nothing to think about. Either you did or you didn't. Amen. Well, he, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. This says wives. Yeah. Say talking to the husbands. Right. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Amen. Do what you're supposed to do. Amen. 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ... So let the wives be to their own husbands in most things. Most things. Can I, can I get us to read that all together? Verse 24. Uh, on three. One, two, three. And everybody wasn't reading. Everybody wasn't reading that. And just because you won't read it doesn't mean it ain't going to be at the judgment. It's still going to be there. You say, well, brother, May, I, 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 don't, I just don't know. I, I, what is it you don't know? You say you love God. You say you have faith. Well, faith is the evidence of things not seen. You don't trust God to do what he says he's going to do. You don't trust his word to be true. Maybe you're faking it. Stop faking it. Y'all remember that old Alexander O'Neill song? He said, you're a fake, baby. Know how I know it. You know it. You had brown eyes and now they're blue. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. What your husband can or cannot afford to buy you should not ever be the defining value of your love for him. You are his help me in serving God. Amen. Well, he, he can't get me this. He can't get me that. What was his status before you married? Amen. Huh? Amen. What, what, was he a Rockefeller before you married? Was the last name Gates? Benzos? Or what, what? Who are you to put a demand on a man? Talking about if he can't buy me this, about you, you're gonna do what? You going where? Right. You going where? You need to sit your butt down and open the Bible and pray. Amen. So what's wrong with us in the church now? Yeah. Give up too easy. Amen. How you gonna build anything if you don't want to go through anything? Oh, yeah. 
And, and let, me, let me bounce back over to men right quick. You better get a backbone to stand up and tell your wife no. Run yourself in the ground. Run your help down and everything. Trying to buy every, everything. And then you know what? Then what? Your health runs down. You can't do anything. Guess what? She'll still leave you. Get a backbone. Said, look, it's not that I don't love you. You know I love you. But right now, we just can't afford this. She going to stick her lip out. She going to get mad. But see, that's why you got the word of God. You spank her a little with the word of God and say, look, baby, that, that's not how Christians all act. Right. But see, if you ain't married to a Christian, you can't do that. That's why we go back to the beginning. And guess what? You need to stay among your own kind. Yeah. See, when, when Christians come together, you got the word of God you can spank each other with. Don't y'all get excited. I use that word spank. (laughs) Let me get ready to wrap this thing up. Genesis 1. And God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air. And over the cattle. And over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Genesis 2. And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a what? Living soul. soul. And the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Someone to help with his needs and responsibilities. Yeah. First Corinthians 11, but I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is who? The man and the head of Christ is God. Boy, if only we could remember that in our marriages. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's right there. It's going to be at the judgment. It's going to be at the judgment. I don't need, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of these sorry men. It's time for me to step out. It's time for me to redefine myself. It's time for me. So you go cut your hair and do your nails and get a makeover and do all this stuff. And you know what? You ain't no more godly than you were. You talking about the outward. No, you want you want to make an impression upon God. You change from the inner person, the inner man. Change your spirit. Stop putting that man down. Stop putting her down. Help her up. Help him up. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. That's in the Bible. 
That's in the Bible. Now, now, I'm just going to say that. That's why, man, it just irks me. These slinky men who won't stand up to their wives. And she said. Yo, man, hang around, talk to her for a few minutes. Wife, look at me. You get off. Well, let, let me ask mama if I get I'm a grown, I'm a grown man. And, and this is no disrespect to my wife. I don't have to ask my wife for commission for nothing. Now, I can be courteous and let her know I'm going over here. I'm going over here doing it. But, hey, baby, is it all right if I... See how y'all got quiet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of mess is that? That's right. That's right. Then, you know, we men love to holler. Well, mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Mm. I can live in an unhappy house. Because <laughs> right. there's going to be many times she won't be happy. That's right. That's right. Because sometimes I have to make decisions. You know what? She don't agree with. But if my decisions are in the best interest of my home, spiritually, financially, or whatever the case may be, she got to roll with it. Now you could be weak back, spineless if you want to. And and, and I always feel I got to say yes, yes, yes. See what happens. I've been married, I man, what, 36 years? Somewhere around there. And I can tell you one thing. They don't stay pleased long. They don't stay pleased long. See, some of you probably think I'm crazy to stand up here and say that. No, I'm just telling you the truth. And I'm not saying they're bad people for that. But women are wired different from men. If my wife were wired like me, you know what? Police would probably be at the house all the time. We'd probably be... But a man is designed different. God put him in a different role. To be a man. Man. Yes, sir. Not. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and a real godly woman don't want no slinky back man anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 My time is up, but let me run over this. Genesis 2.18 clearly states that God made a help me. And the Lord gave, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. You know, some preachers, they love to tap dance around this. You know, uh, 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 you know, she, 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 she should be right. Just, just preach the Bible. That's right. That's right. She's an help me. Man was created first. That's right. 
Right? Amen. It's, it's no disrespect to the woman. That's right. He just gave her a different role. Amen. But he did not give her a role to be over the man. Why is that so hard to understand? Her role is not a boss, not a dictator, not a despiser, not a competitor, not a diva, not a complainer, and not a woman who acts like a man. Well, he won't do it. I'm just going to have to do it. No. No, no, God didn't make you to do that. Amen. Be, be a woman. Amen. Just be a woman. Amen. 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 <laughs> Just be a woman. I'm, I'm going to have to stop right here because of my time. But let me, let me tell you something. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You're trying to figure something out in your life. This is why God left his word. Yes, sir. This is why God left his word. This is why the command is given over another chapter. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Yeah. A workman that needed not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. So you can know. Amen. The answers are right here. Amen. I don't I don't need to go to Ebony Magazine or Essence or I don't need to go to Black Twitter or anything else. The answer is in the book. Amen. And if you're here today and you're searching, you're trying to figure out, you know, where do I turn? Where do I go? What do I do? The answer is in the book. Amen. Try God. Yeah. Accept the Lord's invitation. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28, Jesus said, come unto me. Yeah. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly and hard, and you shall find rest unto your soul. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Preacher, where do I start? By giving your life to Christ. You've given it to everything else. You've tried fornication. It was just a temporary fix. Yeah. A pleasure. Yeah. And it just brought more destruction and, 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 and stress into your life. Yeah. You tried drinking, and you know what? You were fine until the hangover. Yeah. And then you just realized the problem's still there. Amen. Probably more complicated. Yes, sir. You're giving yourself to adultery. Uh-huh. Messing with somebody you shouldn't. Amen. Only to find out, you know what? I'm not happy with that. If I'm going to mess around, I'm going to get killed. Somebody's going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. You've given yourself and tried everything else. Maybe you've sat in rooms and you, you put stuff on the table and snorted it up and you, 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 you popped veins up and shot up and everything. Maybe you've done all of that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, 
Nothing is going to work for you like Jesus. Amen. Why don't you come to him today? Why don't you come to him today and allow him to make a change in your life? Amen. You got problems in your marriage? You need to come to Jesus. Amen. You got problems in your personal life? You need to come to Jesus. Amen. You got problems with your children? You need to come to Jesus. Amen. He said, I am the way, yeah. the truth, and the life. Amen. What's our song? 593. 593. Come on up, man. 593 is our invitation song. Folks, we need you to sing to encourage somebody to get it right. You need to leave here a better person than you did when you arrived. If you haven't put Christ on in baptism, you need to leave here today a Christian. You came in a sinner. Don't leave out the same way. That's right. Because now you just got more charges against you by hearing what you heard today. You can't say I didn't know. Because now you really know. Why don't you surrender your will? Ain't nothing to think about. Folks, talk about something. I need to think a little bit more. You could get saved and think all you want to. Yes, sir. But Jesus said in Luke 13 and 3, I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And you know what? That's going to be at the judgment. Yes, sir. That's going to be at the judgment. Did I not give you an opportunity when you sat there in that service to get yourself right? And you walked out and you didn't take advantage of it. Hey, that's on you. That's on you. Because these same words are going to be at the judgment. And whether you like it or not, whether you read it or not, it's going to be there to judge each and every one of us. So what does one need to do to be a Christian? One must hear the word, hear the gospel, believe it with all of their heart, repent of their sins, confess Christ to be the son of the living God, be baptized for the remission of their sin. And then the true battle begins. Living faithful unto death. But you're not alone. He gives you a family. He gives you his word. He gives you his spirit. God has done what he's supposed to do. Amen. The question is, are you willing to do what you need to do? Is there anyone subject to this invitation today? While together we stand and sing the invitation song. There's a